the Beauty Business and Mind podcast. Today, I am so excited because if you are watching this on Spotify or you're listening on iTunes and Spotify, I have a very special guest today. Um, I have Christina Russell with us today. Um, she is truly talented and dynamic. <laughs> and she's a to Beauty Business and Mind podcast today. I am so excited because if you are watching this on Spotify or you're listening on iTunes and Spotify, I have a very special guest today. Um, I have Christina Russell with us today. Um, she is truly talented and dynamic. <laughs> and she's an educator. She has been at the pinnacle of her hairdressing education for more than two decades. And she has spent many years educating under leading industry brands. And she, Christina has moved on now to end as an independent educator as of 2017. She is really renowned as the red and pastel hair color expert and is the author of an ebook, The Ultimate Guide to Hair Painting for Redheads. Um, she absolutely loves the challenge of corrective colors and offers creative solutions for her transformation clients. Christina has provided every avenue for students' engagement, including being announced in 2019 as, as the Australian ambassador for the Dress Code Project, teaching inclusivity for the LGBTQI plus community and clients with inclusivity training for hairdressers, how to offer gender-free services. She loves margaritas. And I am so excited to have Christina today on the podcast. Christina, <laughs> would you introduce your beautiful, bright, shiny stuff Thank you. That was an incredible introduction. I was sitting here going, oh, that's exciting. And it's so lovely. I feel very welcomed. It's so nice to be doing it as a video and we can see each other as well as having a colorful conversation. So I am in Sydney, Australia. I divide my time between working behind the salon chair. I am currently doing two to three days a week. I specialize in color. I don't do cutting or styling. So I'm really open to collaborating with others as well as I do education. I've got an online course. I travel to do in-person events and all of that starting to open up again after a complicated couple of years. I've traveled the world for some of the biggest brands and more recently in my career, I have pulled back from working with brands so I can be an independent educator and teach colour principles, theory, strategies and consultation that's not just aligned with brand marketing guidelines or launches. So I've, I've got a lot of experience. I love colour. I am very colourful usually and in the salon I do wear black often because I am a bit messy and I drop colour but I love to specialise in hair colour and I continue to attend education as well to learn sort of business skills and things to be able to share and I'm really proud that I was connected with Kristen Rankin who is a Canadian-based stylist and the creator of the Dress Code Project which is a global alliance for hair, beauty and barber shops to have education and to have support in shifting your business or opening your business to be inclusive for all members of our community. I'll, I'll expand a little bit. In Australia, we have 
all of the letters that are LGBTQI+, but I believe in Canada and Northern America, the I plus is different and it may be 2S for two-spirit people. So the letters may be slightly different in different parts of the world. However, it is about inclusivity and helping to communicate gender-free hair services, pricing, because hair has no gender. So that's a little bit about me and where I am at the moment in my career. Love it, Christina. And thank you for tuning in from the other side of the world. I am so excited <laughs> to share you with my audience. So I learned about Christina. She was doing a free boot camp, and I think it was on Facebook. And I saw this ad, and it was about, you know, redheads and copper color. And it reminded me of when I gave my client right after beauty school hot roots and why I started really learning about the importance of color and what really started my whole journey into blonding. And after being a part of her free boot camp, I'm like, I need Christina on our podcast <laughs> to not only share all her expertise, but also so we can have a real heart to heart conversation about inclusivity. So let's start with your journey. How did you decide to just specialize on doing redheads? And what was that like? It's a great question we, um, to start with. I think I was working in one of Sydney's biggest salons at the time. I was renting a chair. So part of their independent team, there was about 40 chairs in the salon. It was big. It was bigger than a lot of the salons I'd visited in New York when I've been over there educating. And we were busy and we were creating balayage. We were renowned for seamless blends, balayage and Sydney, like the beach waves. So it, there was a lot of the same type of hair. It was customised, but it was a time when balayage was really popular globally. It was the biggest trend at the time and it was also the biggest type of colour service that was getting requested in the salon that I worked at. And I realised to stand out, to have my unique offering, I needed to be offering something different. And I realised that reds, coppers, caramel coppers, global tints, scalp colouring that was classic or even roots to ends, high lift tints, was sort of this forgotten part of our colour world and I trained with a colour specialist quite early on in my career who had opened the first ever colour specialist salon in Australia. It was called Blondes, Brunettes and Redheads. And so we were really grounded in all things tinting, particularly colour theory. And I realised that working on a lot of hair shows, hot roots and banding happen more with reds and coppers than with our brunette and blonde clients and we all learn in our beauty school or apprenticeship or trainee years how to lift from dark up to blonde what the undertones are and how to counteract but we're often not taught how to enhance and how to lift with predictable outcomes for reds so I started by simply changing my Instagram bio that was the easy step then I started posting more photos of reds, what I wanted to attract. And I told the salon manager at the time, anyone that wants reds, anyone that wants creative colour, anyone that has effed up their hair with box dye, <laughs> I'm your go-to girl. I want all of it. I want their corrections because I'll share with you, I've made all of the mistakes 
I've turned a lot of people's hair green when I was new at doing it because I didn't know how to feel. So I've made a lot of the mistakes and I like to remove the fear because colour is logical step by step. So many, I think it would be about many, maybe three, four years ago, I created a free ebook. That was the beginning to sort of test whether other hairdressers were wanting it. It's a 20 page ebook and it shares tips and tricks. And I came up with a leveling system, which is universal for all brands, which is four numbers, the five, six, seven, eight, sing along kind of rule, yes. which is helping you know where every level is. So five is a cooler red, six is a red, seven is a copper, eight is gold and copper enlightening and when people start to realize that and then I like to get people after my education to be like singing at the mixing area and I can just imagine them doing this when they're not sure it gets you in the mindset to calm the f down and to (laughs) just think what level are they how to analyze it and how to formulate and since then I've toured it all around Australia I've taught red on stage for Redken uh, many years ago at the Behind the Chair in one of their grand finale shows, I presented Reds and I've taught loads of smaller salon teams and the problems that we all have are really similar, hot roots and banding. So I've expanded and have an online course. I have created loads of podcasts and my own show about it, as well as the boot camp where I met you and no thousands of other hairdressers so I'll be sure to host a couple of those again this year because they're really good fun and it's a great way just to learn some tips and strategies to avoid those mistakes or know what to do when they happen because let's face it mistakes happen sometimes yeah and I really love that you're owning that like you made the mistakes but you didn't give up and you saw this area of opportunity and you're like you know what I'm gonna learn from it I'm ready you changed your bio and you just went in for it. I love it. And what really like resonated with me, if my audience knows, I like to keep stuff fun. And it's just like the sing-along song. It stuck with me. I'm like, yeah, everybody needs to learn this song. <laughs> it is, it's silly. It's a bit silly. We take ourselves so seriously and under pressure in the back room or the color mixing area, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And if you can pause for a moment and sing, that you're counting yourself on to do a dance or to perform the spectacular of the year colour, then it sort of slows you down, but it really does ring true with all brands. So I'm, I'm thrilled that that gives people a bit of fun. And how have you been able, because I know right now, like, you know, like copper was like the colour of the year last year. Everybody and their mama wanted copper hair. <laughs> my client. But yeah. before this whole big trend happening, how have you been able to like continue to attract the clientele that you want? Because I know for a lot of, you know, my audience, whether, you know, they're beginning stages or have been years in and maybe they want to shift their specialty, it can be scary, right? Like we want to specialize in this one area, especially straight out of beauty school when they're like, you better learn everything. And it's like, hmm. yeah, it, it is a gradual phase by phase. I absolutely love to color curly hair. I love doing reds. I love warmer colors. So even some of the clients that I have in my chair that are blondes, they say to me, do you do blondes? And so I'm careful to make sure if I was posting images, it might be one in 10 or one in five that still has foil highlights or a little bit of blonde toning tips to show that I still am doing blonde. So I 
expand the branding a little bit to say customised colour and my favourite areas are customised blonding, creamy bright blondes and that already attracts some people who have been overtoned. So there's certainly a warm brunette, red, copper and blonde and people who have not been able to find a hairdresser that does that are really keen to come in and see me. I don't get as many brunette requests because I don't post as many anymore. And I also, from the point of view for the amount of stock that I have on my shelf as an independent, I can certainly do neon colours and yellows by application or I let people know, please give me a heads up so I can make sure I have the stock. I just don't, as an independent hairstylist, have all of the colours of all of the rainbows from neons to pastels to tints to bleaches. So I have what works really well for people that want to be a redhead, who have grey coverage, who have curly hair, or there are loads of natural redheads out there that are needing a good hairdresser, and that could be you. Most of my new clients that come to see me about red hair are actually natural redheads who are experiencing their first whites or they're in their mid-20s and their hair has gone more dull and they have gone somewhere else and been given really chunky highlights that they didn't want. So redheads are different to brunettes and blondes in a different emotional way. They've either been teased or celebrated for having the brightest and wildest hair when they were a kid. So it's part of their identity. And when it starts changing, it's quite a big shift for them. So they want to find someone that they can trust to keep them looking like they don't have colour in their hair, but to blend their greys. So I didn't even know that that was a major thing until I started listening to clients who were in my chair. I asked them, what has driven you here? I don't like bitching about other hairdressers, but what has driven you here? What have you not been able to achieve with other people and how can I help you? And I also would share a tip with listeners that if that client in your chair is something that you like to do, whether it is nails, whether it is styling, whether it's curly hair or red or super ashy blonde hair, I tell them I love doing this type of colour. I would love to rebook you. I do a lot of reds and I'm really interested to create your dream hair with you in collaboration. I really make sure they know I love doing it and they're invited back. Yeah, and I really love how you talk and we touch about that, like with our Instagram, right? What we post is what grows. And so mm -hmm. we have to be very mindful how we do that and also like the power of your consultation and that it is a collaboration, right? Like our job as hairstylists, you know, I love memes, but you know, for me, like I don't share memes because it can be very hurtful to my clientele, you know? So I decide not to do that. So we have to be very mindful like with what we're posting and also making like our clients part of the collaboration and the fun. So I really love that you're touching on that. Thank you. I agree. I, I find that memes or perhaps a fun celebrity, something with a little bit of humour. So I also want to show personality of being fun, have a little bit of humour. I'm very mindful to not make fun of clients with policies or different things about them arriving late. I prefer to be the fun, colourful, engaging page. And just because I post a really mermaid length, very obviously coloured mermaid red hair, 
it's to inspire. It's not necessarily going to attract 10 bookings that want exactly that. But it is somebody that thinks, oh, that's it's scroll stopping. It excites them and it helps a potential future client see that you create customized work. Just like if you look at fashion week or fashion shows, that might be couture or high-end exciting outfits. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's what everyone's wearing, but it could excite you to think, oh, I've always wanted to try something a bit warmer. So even being a red hair specialist could include warmer golds, caramels, and knowing how to get consistent, predictable colour. And there's so many balayage artists out there. It wasn't my strength. I do some freehand, but I can just focus more on what I love and then invite those people back. That's what I really think the secret is. The riches are in the niches. And when you start out, I certainly learned everything and I fumbled my way through some things to be able to understand where my strengths were. Yeah, that is so true. You find along the way, you try a little bit and you really love and focus on that. So for brunettes, I would love for you to share with our audience because I know us brunettes are a hot topic in regards to <laughs> or we want to go proper. What are some of the biggest mistakes or biggest tips that you can share with us? Because Oh, yes, the brunette hair. It's a... Uh... Yes. <laughs> it's dark. It's darker. And the biggest question that I get asked, and I've just actually been updating some of my online course lessons, both on darker mannequins and darker models to include it, and natural copper would sit at a level seven and may have... It's a misconception that they have blue eyes, it's a less common thing, actually. So a natural redhead usually does have brown eyes, warm eyes, and has either an auburn at a level six or a, more of a level seven copper. So to achieve a natural looking colour that is a redhead would tend to be a level six or a seven. If you're after the burgundies or the cooler colours, they're darker. So for a darker brunette to achieve a level seven, it really comes down to the amount of levels that you need to go lighter so the biggest question that I get asked is do I need to pre-bleach or pre-lighten when working on a level one two three or a dark brunette to get to copper so I'll work it backwards if you need to get more than four levels of lift absolutely so that is something that you would need to do there are different options you might do a wet um, bleach application, freehand balayage to get texture, but certainly some areas of the hair, if you want to achieve a visibly level seven true classic copper that's an orange copper, you probably need to lift some areas as light as a level eight copper gold to then deposit a semi-permanent or a demi back into it to get that richness and that vibrancy. So if you're going from a level two and you need to get up to a seven or an eight, that is more than four levels of lift. So you would need to do pre-lifting. And something that I love to do is not necessarily use bleach, but to use your high lift tints, which are the special lift or the 11 series. They're called different things in different brands, usually one part color to two parts 40 vol or 12% to give you some brands promise four and a half or five levels of lift. I think it's safer to do four levels, but they certainly lift lighter than 
doing a copper colour with 40 volt as as an example. So you need to absolutely, absolutely pre-lift if you want more than four levels of lift. But if you want more colour with dimension, you can achieve up to four levels with any permanent colour range, ammonia-free or those with ammonia, and you would need to utilise 40 vol on the scalp, mixed with that as well to do a permanent tint and perhaps combine it with some freehand balayage. So it's not different to doing base breaking or base bumping or smudge colours when you're working with balayage for bronze. It's just different formulations and really knowing with all colours, what your starting level is, what your target level is, how many levels of lift, and as a golden rule, any more than four, you may need to grab the bleach or a high lift tint first. Yeah, and thank you for that. I love that you're talking about that because I believe that high lift is such an underutilized tool. And it's so amazing. So sometimes we think, okay, like, you know, we have to go straight for the bleach, but there's also alternatives to it. And like you're talking about, just like you're educating us, it's our job also to educate our clients. And we got to absolutely the there is choice, yes. Um, and so, what other type of um tips could you give us in regards to like what have you learned throughout the years with specializing in redheads and coppers that you think would be a good tip for us as hairstylists to educate our clients? I think. Um a great thing for a hairstylist to educate their clients would be for natural redheads. This could be a great formula for you to look at for any fashion colours, but particularly with coppers and reds. If you have somebody, it could be a light brunette, they may be a natural redhead, but if they have up to 25% grey, you can cover their hair with still that copper colour. So I think when clients are sitting in your chair and they want to be a natural red or they are a natural redhead or they simply don't want that fluoro glow at the root area, there's a formula that you need to know how to do. So you can say to your client, oh, I can give you that base colour, but do you still like to mix it up every visit? So I call them my grey head fashionistas you can mix it up because red hair often is a double process we know that with blondes we lift we tone with reds we often need to get the base then we tone or we boost the color so if you have somebody that wants to change it up but they've got a few grays coming through and they've got patchy color your role as the hairdresser the hairstylist is to say I want to keep the base color consistent but let's mix it up with our toner or our color boosting semi. And it's just going to be a two-step process each time. And I can give you versatility. So what I do with my gray clients is zero to 25% gray. I add 25% natural or an N in there, not a double N, not something that's really blanket coverage because you want it to be a bit sheer. 25 to 50% gray, you need 25 to 50% N. Whatever the percentage of the grey, put some N in and then your target or your copper or your auburn, whatever it is, you will get an incredible natural looking colour that does not have any glow. And then you could add on a direct dye. You could add on a darker colour. You can still give them a mix it up, like for the fashion loving colour client. 
but you're not giving them banding and having color correction. So don't overcomplicate it, but learn your foundations. It's often revisiting foundations for reds and tinting with some fun and creativity with the semi-permanent toning. That's the biggest gift I think I could give people is to give consistency with the colour because it looks really obvious when it's coloured when you've got stripes or banding in there and it's different to brunette toning that you can drop the base. When you drop the base with reds, you actually get quite different shades. It goes from orange to red and then down to violet. So try to get the base as consistent as possible. That is an amazing tip. And honestly, to all my listeners, so if you are ready or you're ready to poppers, go get her ultimate guide to her painting because it's awesome. It's really like informative, but not in an overwhelming way. I know she says it's 20 pages, but it's actually really 20 concise to the point, simple steps that you can actually follow. So I really, really love